You gotta take this high Taiwan to go to score! Austin Matthews! Is this the Tiger? All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the North Six Podcast. Alongside me today, I've got Doro and Coop. Uh, unfortunately, Mikey's not making this one. He's in uh, round two of Timbits tryouts, so uh, maybe he'll make the next one. So, um, uh, boys, what's going on? How are things? Well, good, buddy. Really you know, good. Coopy, go ahead. Well, I, I think we're all on the same page here. Like, just having a beer, watching the snowfall. Looking at shit in my phone. Nothing out of the ordinary. Boys, how are you? Great to talk back. You know what? I love this day, the Oilers and the Leafs. It's honestly like the best day. You know when it, it, you know what it's like back in like grade school, when in the when you knew we had school the next day and we were about to get a big snowfall, and you're super excited because you weren't sure if you're gonna get a snow day or not, but you're so excited that the snow is coming. That's me with the Oilers, Lee. So I'm so excited game day, and I get nervous that I'm not going to get a snow day and like I'm not going to get a win. I'm not sure how I feel tonight. Matthews is out, though. <laughs> Speaking of which, your snow day, yeah. people. If we do have Oilers, Lee's tonight is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Before we uh, before we jump right into Leaf talk, we'll get lots of Leaf talk, and don't worry. Uh, we'll just do some sporting news over the last week. I think one of the biggest things that's happened probably biggest i think it's the biggest signing in blue jays history is they brought in uh, george springer um there was a false report on michael brantley but he i think re-signed with the houston astros but um my opinion uh he's a good player obviously he came on a team with a huge controversy during the world series um but in my opinion i think he was signed for just a little too much money i know uh, i was talking to another buddy of mine and he said like he probably bats around 260. You know, he's a decent outfielder, but 25 million a year. I don't know. What do you guys think? So my my original opinion, first off, I will not say I know as much about baseball, certainly as I would like to think about other sports. Um, yeah. I mean, when you look at it on the on the roster, it, it's a great roster signing. Personally, he's going to be a great addition, obviously, to, to solidify the outfield. Uh, he is a good bat. He is a we'll call it a quote-unquote winner which is my secondary lead-in opinion i'm not overly thrilled about it um but i don't need to go further there it's a little bit more of a biased opinion truthfully there's a lot about it that every one of us doesn't know about the side situation strictly moving forward i i really don't think that they allow garbage cans to be in uh, roger center right now so that's a good thing um i i truthfully i think he's going to be a good addition moving forward but uh I just don't know how I feel about the the locker room vibe when you bring in a guy like that. That's all. One hundred percent. Coopy, anything to add on uh, that? No, I'm kind of in the same boat, which which I'm I'm kind of ashamed to say because I, you know, I spent twelve years playing baseball as a kid, but in the last three or four, I can't say I've been paying too much attention to it. Um, obviously, when some of the bigger names do get signed, that that makes some noise. I I kind of agree with Jordo there. It, it's uh, certainly nice to have Spring in the lineup, completes that outfield, uh, you know, it's carbon copy what he said. It, it's just there's always – I mean, he's going to be known as part of that Astros team that that got caught. And and so, I mean, that's always there. But we'll see. It'll be interesting when the, when the season finally starts. Yeah, you can build bridges yeah. all your life. <laughs> I won't finish that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like 
what is like what does this mean for the Blue Jays? Like I know um, there's always there's so many reports going on about the Jays are interested in this guy, they're interested in this guy, and it's like oh my god, like it's either that or just sign somebody. I know it's I know it's it's going to be tough out there to do so, but I mean, or you're getting the reports where oh the Blue Jays were runner up for DJ LeMahieu. It's like why would you even make that report? In my opinion, I'm like you came second to a signing that doesn't mean anything. So um, it's got to be really competitive out there. And I, again, I think the, the Blue Jays put in a good player and hopefully they can, uh, you know, advance a little in the rebuilding and their, their team's starting to look pretty good. I think they have to look at pitching moving forward and then who knows, maybe they'll get a run at it like they did in 2015 and 2016, but uh, I don't think the team's quite there yet, but um anyways um no, 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 on. one thing i the one thing i yeah. will say though that i do appreciate is the fact that we do know or at least that we're, we're hearing that they are trying to get these players so that they're tr- they are trying yeah. to improve which is a good thing and i don't believe they're aiming low um uh, you know obviously this this proves that was the signing of springer but i still think they want more i don't think that uh mm-hmm. you know i think a lot of us are thinking they're not trying to get these guys but I think it is a positive when you look at it in hindsight um, that even with a young team, the management wants to win now. So I think that's a good sign. No, it's good for sure. And I think a lot of people were doubting uh, Shapiro and uh, Ross Atkins, but uh, no, so far so good. The, the team's looking pretty, uh, pretty strong. Even like, I think a lot of people were shocked that they made, I guess, asterisk the playoffs like the play-in series against tampa bay but uh hey uh baby steps moving forward i guess when you're in a rebuild um moving on um tomorrow has got we got one of the biggest ufc cards ever with uh headlining conor mcgregor and dustin poirier um i'm looking forward to it i think a lot of us are and it's gonna be super excited to see mcgregor back in the octagon um, but I know, uh, Coop, you did your, uh, your predictions and thoughts on this card. Uh, who are you most excited to see? Like what kind of, what other matchups other than the McGregor one that you're looking for? I mean, there's, there's a few to, to pay attention there. The, the first one might even be the, the first fight, uh, in the main card, uh, Mariana Rodriguez or Marina Rodriguez, sorry, and Amanda Ribas. Um, Rybus just came off of a, if I can remember correctly, even though it was like, what, a week ago I wrote this thing. She just came off a win over Paige Van Zant um, that mm-hmm. was, a, you know, ended yep. in the first round quickly due to submission. Um, that's, that's correct. Yep. The other one, thanks for fact checking that, fellas. That's nice. Um, the other one, obviously, <laughs> is, is going to be the, the co main, Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler had a, had a pretty good stint in, uh, in Bellator MMA. Uh, he's, you know, he's making his UFC debut against, the, you know, one of the best guys in, in the lightweight division, ranked six, Dan Hooker. And so um, it, it can go both ways. Both guys like to stand up from what I understand. And then Dan's taking a huge risk on this one. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens if uh, either or of those guys come out on top, but more so for Chandler because that, that kind of puts him in a, in a fast track for, for moving up. Um, obviously you've got the Poirier McGregor too coming up. The The nice thing to see is if you watched the, at the very least, the highlights of the press conference from yesterday, they, they've kind of moved on from, I wouldn't say hatred, but 
maybe a dislike towards each other to where they, they still have their fire in their bellies when it comes to, you know, stepping in the octagon, but it's nice to see that they have a lot of mutual respect for one another. Now, um, McGregor's supporting Poirier's foundation. The two, the two actually exchanged, you know, like a little, I guess one, a bottle of hot sauce and the other, a bottle of whiskey, but, um, we'll see tomorrow. This, this will be a good one. I, I am, I think in my prediction, not only cause I'm a, I'd be a, you know, bias towards McGregor. I've been a fight fan of his for, for a long time now. So I'd like to see him go two and zero against Poirier. It's just, will he make it happen? Who knows? Poirier has been a changed fighter, but then again, so is McGregor. He just, he came off that unbelievable win over Cowboy Cerrone at the 170 pound weight class. So he says he's, he's in fantastic shape now at 155 and, and expects it to be another spectacular showcase. At Dana Rogan, Not are you sure. looking for a new commentator? You mean Dana mean Joe Rogan, Rogan or say? Dana White? Did I say Dana Rogan? <laughs> Which one? Both. Yeah. We'll pick Dana one. Rogan. Whatever you want. One's the president. One's the UFC commentator. <laughs> Mike, Mikey, we're just we're just gonna scratch that moment out there. Oh, we're ready. No, clap, we're crap, ready. Clap. That in there. Okay, here we go. Fucking somebody yeah, you know get this I mean. guy Dana water. White, sorry, Dana White. Are you looking? I was trying to pipe, pump his tires, boys. Come on, let's move on. I made a mistake. I get it. Jesus. Here comes another Instagram. <laughs> oh yeah, another Instagram clip. Oh, that's so funny. Anyways, uh, should be good. Uh, did you have any thoughts on the fight, Joro? Koopy summed it up pretty well. Um, the one thing I okay. would say is, and I'm, maybe other than earlier on in Connor's career, it seems like the most calm he's ever been, you know, po- uh, a pre-fight, excuse me. So that's one thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just maybe like, you know, Koopy said, could it just be that there's not as much animosity there as before? Or maybe Connor's just very focused very ready maybe he's super confident we know what happens when he gets confident and i don't know maybe that could be a pretty bad thing for poirier but honestly he's a very unpredictable uh, poirier is a very unpredictable fighter and can can really change the fight at, at any quick second so i'm uh, i'm very interested to see what happens. i'm just gonna be eating my popcorn for this one nice yeah and I think I noticed that too with McGregor being a little more calm, even with the press conference, like you guys were saying. Um, I noticed that even with the Donald Cerrone fight too, and I, I think he had a lot of respect for Cerrone, like leading up to that fight, and you could tell afterwards too, like they were talking and whatnot, and like there's just so much respect between them. And I think that's the same way going moving forward with Poirier. Um, I wonder if that has anything to do with you know McGregor's building the family, is that changing his mindset and whatnot? He's got. I think two young kids. Or two kids. Two you kids one. are on the way. Two kids. And, and, and yeah, if I will, so. too, Nazi, it's funny you did bring up respect. I wonder if, too, um, you know, McGregor knows that everyone in the UFC, quote-unquote, respects what he can do now. Beforehand, he felt that he needed to prove himself. I think that he knows or, yeah. you know, he knew at least that he is or was at the very top. So it's going to be a good fight. No, for sure. No, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, main card starts at uh, 10 p.m. tomorrow on pay-per-view. Um, but, yeah, I'm super excited for it. Uh, we'll jump into hockey. Uh, I think the most of us are uh, pretty excited. Uh, a little almost, it's almost, it's a back-to-back. Leafs Oilers tonight. Austin Matthews, as we said earlier, is not in the lineup. And uh, either is Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton actually fractured a rib. He's going to be out for at least he a He broke month. a rib so from that? So he's going to be out of the lineup. 
I thought it was yeah, his or wrist. fractured a rib. No, he fractured a, a rib, so he's out for a month. So that's gonna kind of you know juggle the lineups a little. I wonder how it's gonna look moving forward. I would think the John Tavares line is probably gonna be your starting lineup uh, with probably Nylander and I would want to say maybe Zach Hyman. I'm not a hundred percent on that, or maybe Jimmy VC. So I've, I've got them up here actually, um, uh, update updated as of perfect. you know today's skate that could obviously change. But uh, and this is gonna they're bound to this game will be game's gonna be over by the time this comes out. But Hyman is uh, with Nylander centered by Tavares. Right now they have Kerfoot centering the second line with Marner and Mikheyev, Spedza with Simmons and VC, and then Adam Brooks jumping into the lineup as well as Pierre Engvall jumping into the lineup with Barabanov. That Barabanov, I like him. He's a little bit grindy. I I could see him taking out VC on that fourth line. To go up and add with uh, Spencer Simmons, I, I like him so far. Yeah, he looked good in that first couple. I think he played in the in the first game. Uh, he looked he looked good. He, he I don't think he's scared to go in the corners like you said. He's, he's a little grindy, but uh, no, I like him. I Spe- speaking of looking good, is has there been anyone that's kind of surprised you guys? Just kind of looking at the Leafs so far through five games. Or who? Go ahead, or, Nancy, or, I'm still or, thinking. Or I'll even give you a little time to yeah. think on that as well, Coop. But or will there be someone that uh, who, who will be the most surprising by season's end? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. I think for your first question on who's kind of impressed me to start, and it's not like this player hasn't been good his career, but I I want to say on a hot start is Johnson Harris. I think I think a lot of people were. I don't want to say doubting, but I think we we're a little disappointed last year on, you know, his his overall performance. So I think he's jumped off to the right start, you know, finding the back of the net early, uh, winning those one-on-one puck battles. Uh, it, it All that just boosts your confidence, and I think you need that from your captain moving forward. And if Matthews is out, I hope he I, – I would say it's just the one game, but you never know if it's, if it's still bugging him. I think it's an upper body injury. Um, then he's going to have to take take the lead on the horns and uh you know move the team forward and getting some w's so uh i'm i'm liking johnny t uh i think he's tied for first or he's in second in points now so um he would probably be my you know in, impact player so far for me coop what were you um although probably not a points guy he's definitely stuck out i think we've we might even touched on it a bit in the last episode here but um and he's actually probably not even top six, but Mr. Simmons, um, you know, he's come yep. in, he's made a, made a big impact with the guys already. And I, I mean, again, we're only what five games in to the season so far, but even then first game dropped the mitts with Sherratt, got the guys going. And then I noticed uh, a few times in, in the last game against Edmonton, he's, he's been out on the, on the power play sitting right in front of the net. Always nice to, to have, I'm sure I'd be positive. He's going to score a couple of, uh, garbage goals there that'll really help the guys out. Um, he, he from from what it sounds like he's you know he's 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 an all around guy whether it's on or off the ice he 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 enjoys being out there and and uh, you know he's like I said he's he's been he's my pick right now for sure. Jordan, so first off, Coop, yeah, I, I completely agree. They're going to figure out a way to get Simmons involved when he plays in front of the net, whether you see those well, quick... Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, like, like to even add to the point, like he's not the one, because let's be honest here, the Leafs aren't aren't the guys that 
that you know there's high penalty minutes or high fight minutes or anything like that and there's no one really on the lineup that drops a glove except for Wayne Simmons who they just brought in so having that guy in front of the net stirring some shit up on power plays is going to be a different story for him no I I agree 100% and Uh he's a valuable player and going along with your power play point too I could see them kind of changing up their power play a little bit to kind of get a little bit more in a uh, deeper into the zone kind of to include their home plate area and get those quick one touch passes into the middle of the ice. Um, especially when Thornton was in the lineup, but the way that Marner can move the puck Nylander can make those passes. Like they got to really maximize those quick one touches in front of the net and get the puck moving a little quicker to get their power play a little bit more open looks um, completely different topic. I got sidetracked. My person that stood out to me the most is Justin Hall. The way that this guy's been able to solidify himself on the lineup now, he looks like a, he's not a stud, but like he looks solid, man. Like it's crazy. So mm-hmm. you look back in his career, I backtracked here. So I was, I was pretty curious. He's 28 years old. Like he's a, he's a little bit of a later bloomer. He was actually a second round pick, 54th, I believe, I'll fact check, um, by Chicago. He actually went unsigned. He ended up signing with the Indy Fuel ECHL, played East Coast for a year, ended up <laughs> signing with the Leafs. Played almost three three full HL seasons. He did get a call up uh, with the Marlies. Absolutely dominated. I'm pretty sure he won one at least uh, HL championship and finished uh, second, or I think they ran runner up. Doesn't matter. He's in his third NHL season now. He's blooming into a very very solid right handed shot. He uses that six foot four frame extremely efficiently to get it's that, you know, the timing on closing his gaps is the one thing that I've noticed that's he's not, he, he's quick, quicker on moving his feet to get to close those gaps. Now being six, four, like I said, his stick takes up so much space and area and he's learning how to use that efficiently. And he's just really blossoming side note. He's got four apples in five games and he's plus two, not bad. Yeah, it actually is a good, good underrated pick. Pretty... Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, what do the Leafs need to do to shut down the Oilers tonight? Uh, Missed obviously oh, a couple so, key pieces. Sorry, well, what can sorry, they sorry, do sorry, to sorry. shut them down? I, I did not answer my question of who will be the most by season's end. I will make this extremely quick if I can. <laughs> Nick Robertson will be a factor in the North Division this year because of the way that all these teams play there is a lot of offense when he comes back that's the point is when he does i truly think that he's going to compete for a top six role with this with this team whether that jesus what is that going on in there sorry folks whether they got mikhaev or kerfoot i think possibly dropping out of the uh, top six to bring him in once he can kind of find his legs I think this kid, he's scored pretty well everywhere he's been. So um, I think he's going to get a good chance. He's been our high pick. He's been a player that forced their hand, obviously making them wave Spedza and getting rid of Aaron Dell just because they needed to get him in the lineup too. So we'll see. I think he's going to be the most surprising addition to the team once he returns. No, for sure. For sure. He's still really young and, Lots to prove, but uh, he did look good in the in the play-in series when they brought him in for the first time. And I'm sure that kid was so nervous going in. Like, it's playoff hockey, and it's his debut. Like, I couldn't imagine the feelings he had going into that first game. But, uh, no, he looked pretty good. And 
hopefully he gets back and 100 percent and yeah he could he could play a big factor in uh the leafs uh wins this year um okay uh so back to what i was uh, asking earlier leafs and oilers who what do they need to do to stop the oilers tonight score more goals <laughs> um, that's okay. the easy that's answer pretty basic well it is i don't know it's, it's... yeah You'd like to say use their speed, but holy shit. I mean, you've got the fastest guy in the league on the other end of the ice, and so yeah, <laughs> the fuck you supposed to do there? Where's Kadri when you need him? Yeah. Yeah, he'd be in there ankle biting for I... sure. Oh, yeah. So I think I think the biggest thing is defense, and I, you got to shut those two guys down. You're, they're probably could be the best two players in the league. Uh, obviously, as you guys said, Connor with his speed and skill, and you know, Drysaddle will find the back of the net. You could see it last game. Um, one big, one big key player that I'm going to watch well, tonight, hang on, and, and he's still Dreisaitl learning the system. Is the TJ net. Brody? He scored. Muzzin found the back of the net. Drysaddle scored last game. <laughs> what an empty net! Oh, I, no. oh uh, power power play. He scored the second goal. No, in the he game. scored. What was the score? Three one. I don't even know. Three one empty netter. Oh. Well, then I'll take back my statement and not look like an idiot, but fuck it. Well, you sounded like an idiot. You didn't look like it. So, uh, uh, you should see me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. So I'll pass on that. If, if you want um, me to go on this one, not to before you, I, I will. Um, hang on. I need to open another beer for this. I, I just feel briefly, <laughs> I think one of the biggest things that – both teams did extremely well in the first game was taking away. And I know, I know I use the home plate um, uh, term uh, in terms of where the offensive zone is, but getting those high percentage scoring chances did not exist in the first game. I thought both defenses, both defensive units um, played extremely well at taking away the speed, limiting the offensive chances um, and really driving the play to the outside. There was really very, very little East West game. Um, and I, and I thought the Leafs played mm-hmm. a damn good defensive game. I mean, they really only allowed two goals when you look at it. One was a power play goal. So they tied the game one, one realistically, you look at the chances and, and I thought that the Leafs should have had one or two more easily. Koskinen made one or two big saves, the Riley one early on. Um, so it, it, I, I honestly, mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping for a snow day boys. I'm hoping for a snow day tonight, you know? So I, I'm uh, I'm hearing we're not getting any snow though, so I'm not feeling too optimistic. <laughs> Koopy or sorry, Nutsy, what do you think? What do the Leafs yeah. got to do? I think they just do the same thing and they win. Yeah, no, honestly, that's exactly it. At that point, like you like you said, um, it's just uh, it's shutting down. You know, defense is is huge when it comes to this game, and and I exactly like what you said. They did it well. Um, unfortunate had an unfortunate penalty uh, given to them. Uh, clearly, Jake Muzzin didn't even touch the guy, but whatever. You you know you learn from it. You, you take the loss. It's unfortunate, but uh, uh, no, I shutting down McDavid and Drysaddle too. It's gonna it's gonna be a tough one to be honest. And it's nice too because they get to play like eight or nine mm-hmm. times this year. Uh, is, is it nine? I, I believe it's nine. They I only think. play eight. I believe. Oh, I don't know. You okay, know, maybe, well, still, you know, I, I mean, you get you to see right that. Nine. Don't, it doesn't matter. They're going to play a lot. 
they're gonna, they're gonna exactly they're gonna they're gonna play a lot of hockey and a lot of McDavid versus Matthews and it, it brings a great not tonight to unfortunately hockey, so unfortunately that's not to, yeah that could be a factor be, that could be a big factor you you're gonna see a big difference on the power play it, it, they may have only had one or two days to practice a new mm-hmm. power play unit that they would not have yet practiced because he's been healthy the whole uh, training camp so you're gonna see something different tonight that they, they're experimenting right so. For sure, for yeah. sure. A lot of line juggling too. So, no, 100%. Um, but, again, um, should be an exciting game. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I believe it's a 7 o'clock game. Uh, I don't know if it's TSN or Sportsnet. But, uh, Koopy, any last thoughts on the game before we move on? Uh, not really. I mean, you guys did a really good job there. I'll, I'll give credit to you two there. You know, just bucks deep, bucks the net. And uh, we're lots of goals here. Stop up in the corner. <laughs> four check, back um, check, page. All right. So for our last, yeah, exactly. So for our last segment, um, all three of us went to school at Georgian College. We took the golf management program, um, so we got to know each other really well. Lots of lots of funny stories to to be happened through our four years at school. Um, we all lived relatively close to each other too. So it was walking distance. If we're having, you know, a house party or, you know, watching again, hockey, having a couple pints, watching, uh, watching puck drop. But uh, we have lots of stories to share and a lot of them are pretty good. A lot of them pretty funny. Like I feel like we could probably write a book on these and it would be like a bestseller maybe for our age group. But, um, but let's we'll, we'll start with uh, Jordo. I know you got a good one from one of our uh, our trips during school. Boys, this one is honestly one of my favorite stories, and it's it could take me forever to really tell it the right way. But that yeah, that we that night we were overseas, Scotland, right downtown post bar. We go to the pizza factory. <sighs> Let me tell you, Koopy dropped every single one of his dimes and quarters and i'm telling you there weren't a few it's like the guy just came away from a penny slot winning a thousand of them and he's bending over he's got plumber crack ass out in front of four young ladies trying to pick up these pennies and stuff off the floor falling over piss drunk Long story short, we get there, get our pieces. We're going I, home. I can concur to that one. Yeah, I, I was fucked. Phenomenal. Fantastic. Anyways, to, to hurry the story up for the folks listening, we get walking across, I would argue, the most historic golf course in the entire world, St. Andrews, the old course. Walking across the 18th fairway. Very, very dark. We've all got three, bo- uh, each of us have a box of pizza, one, two, three, each hand. And we're walking, we're walking. Next thing you know, I look right, and I go, you know, boys, like, like who's that guy? You know, I go, hey, buddy, what's up? What's up? We look, we look. He go, Koopy goes, Jordan, I, I don't see anyone there. And I go, hey, right there, right there. I point, I point, look right. This big dark shape, you know, he look in the night. You think it's just someone walking by. Wrong. T-box. Jordan's looking at something that ain't even there, saying hi <laughs> to someone who ain't even there. What a story, I tell you. If I look back and I go, yeah, yeah, you're right. We walk off. Let me tell you, did I ever feel more dumb than I did earlier when I just said Dana White properly? <laughs> Made her back home. <laughs> Pizza was delicious. Hangover was not. One of my favorite nights I've ever had with the boys. 
one thing to add to that too with the pizza was Koopy was carrying it like a briefcase, so the thing was just folded Square by Boy's the time pizza. we opened her up. I we got to send you we got to send this picture. Yes. We got to send this clip out, Mikey. We got this. I have the picture of the pizza uh, uh, saved on my phone. We'll get the picture sent out so everyone can see that the true story, and we'll maybe even if we're lucky, give you the full story of the Snapchats that night. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be hilarious. I think the viewers would love to see that. Uh, Coop, you got a story? Uh, There's like a million. I'm just trying to think of the best one that I had. Mind you, I the the one that I I do. Ah, fuck it, I'll tell it anyways. I'll try and make it as short as sweet as I can. It was probably actually it was our last party we ever had. Well, we were technically still in school. Um, I hope he listens to this or catch winds of this, but we have a, a friend of ours that was in the program. He was a, a I guess you could say a DJ. He, he took music very passionately he had his own, you know, turntables and all that fun stuff. And it was his turn to play at the the bar that was on campus. And it was, it happened to be our last day. It was a Wednesday. We'd gone out the day before, took back 1600 empties, got $160 worth of beer and then everybody just started day drinking. Um, you know, day goes by, we get absolutely shit canned, and then it's time to go to the bar. And I, uh, being, you know, from the town where the campus is, have a couple buddies that you know I've introduced to the to the fellas in the program, so they've all kind of become friends. And well, I had this one guy show up, and uh, he played a little bit of catch up. So in about two hours, he was he was you know right along with us in in the whole drinking department and it was 11 o'clock and we figured out time to go to the bar we'll go and support our our friend benny's wagon and and, uh and you know have one last two raw well doesn't 11 o'clock roll around we make our way there my buddy is just gone lights are on nobody's home just (laughs) you can't can't even function this more it was at the point where i said i was sending him home and he accepted the fact because he was fucking hammered. Put him in the cab, told the cabbie, hey, you got to take this guy home. Do not let him get out of the cab until he is in his front door. He says, okay. So don't I continue on with the boys drinking for another three hours. I go home, wake up at, I don't know, noon the next day. Phone's blown up. Don't know what's going on. Look at it. And my buddy ends up saying hey man you gotta call me as soon as you can so it's like oh shit something happened give him a ring first thing he says not even a hello or hey how's your hangover i just said hey man what's up he says you will not believe what happened to me last night i said what do you mean (laughs) he goes wild i said i put you in the cab like i put you home he says no 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 i never made it home it's like well all right tell me what happened (laughs) he says I woke up 20 minutes outside of town, face down in the Tim Hortons with no shoes on, no phone, and no wallet. With the Tim Hortons guy patting me on the shoulder at 7 o'clock in the morning, telling me I got to get out because people are coming in. And let me tell you, when I lost it, I lost it. Died. Right in, I was still in bed, just howling. So I said, well, all right, what'd you do? He had to phone his brother all that stuff. I said, where was your phone and wallet? He says, somehow my wallet and shoes were on the front 
lawn of your buddy's place that we were drinking at all day. I said, well, that's kind of interesting because you weren't headed that way anyways. He says, well, it gets even better. I said, okay. He says, my phone was on the side of the hill where they're doing construction in between your buddy's house and my house. I said, what in the fuck did you have going on there? He says, you should see where I, you know, ate shit and took a tumble down the hill. I said, what are you talking about, man? He says, I don't know what happened. I don't know how I got there, but that's all that happened. I woke up 20 minutes outside of town in a Tim Hortons. And to this day, we still have no idea how we ended up way out there. That's fantastic. I remember he walked fantastic. In, he came walking into our house. He came walking into our house that morning too. And he and we were just packing up to leave and uh, it was our last day, so we we're getting our stuff kinda packing up and going home and like my parents are there and my roommate's parents are there and this guy just tumbles in and like What <laughs> what are you doing? Like why are you here? And he looked like a mess. Just just the way you described him. He looked like so a So Brady, if somehow you hear this buddy just let you know, you're all over the internet now, my friend. <laughs> um, I got a pretty good one, too. Um, I don't know if we're supposed to say names on uh, We can get some my uh, question we'll... with it, I guess. Why don't we just go with... Oh, sure, yeah, they'll figure it out at some point, but uh, fuck it, why not? Our viewers will figure... or Our friends will figure it out, but other viewers won't know. Anyways... First year of college, um, this I think this was second semester because like we start to know we start to know know each other in the first semester just going to classes. But I think by second semester, like after the first Florida trip, we we got pretty close all of us. But what are you talking about? So we we're got close after we're in my said, you like beer, and we said yep. Everyone said okay. <laughs> the party that. Oh, the Barry Colts. The Barry Colts game was probably the start of that. I think Steve started that. I think. Anyways off track anyways so we're in my res room and having a couple pints um trying to figure out who was there uh well my roommate was there um cue ball was there and one of the girls uh down the hall was there too and and q had uh had a lot to drink he was not uh he was functional but again you know lights on nobody's home kind of thing and we start talking about shaving like shaving your head and he's like i'll do it i'll do it i'm like he's like i'll do it for money though and i'm like okay well i'm like what about 25 bucks he's like nah i'm like all right and then me and the girl are like we'll split it on 40 and he goes all right i'll do 40 and so his roommate we go into the bathroom into the shower and we start shaving his head and next thing you know he is completely bald uh that's where the name cue ball came from though and uh, his roommate, before he finished shaving his head, put a little dick on the back of his head so he would have no idea it's there unless somehow he looked at, like, a back mirror. And the best thing about it was I remember we were rolling into class the next day. I don't know what class it was. I think it was, like, uh, economics, I think. I'm not 100% on that. But we're in one of the rooms where you could see the window straight to the res, and he was running late. And we're, I'm just sitting in class, and I look over, and I can see him coming in with a toque on. Well, it's not that cold out. So, he you know, he doesn't even remember a thing from the fucking night before. And he sits down. I'm like, he's like, man, 
what happened to my head? And I'm like, we paid you money to shave it. And he's like, oh, he's like, I don't remember that. All I do is remember waking up in the morning. I'm like, I felt a breeze on the top of my head. And, and I'm like, <laughs> he's like, I looked in the mirror and went, oh, fuck. What the hell? And then it took him some time to figure out that the dick was shaved in the back of his head. So he was wearing a toque for a lot of the time until his hair started growing. But there's another connecting story. I was going to say, that one kind of leads to another one that I may or may not have been involved with. You'll have to tune into the next episode, folks. Should we tell it? I mean, that probably is totally off, you know, haircutting. But Uncle Rico, I think we could, we should, you should tell the story of, of next episode as well. Of you uh, having to go to our, uh, what do you call that, fleet management test first year <laughs> after you decided it was a... Quick preview, folks. That was a breezy ride in. You'll have to tune in next episode to hear arguably one of my worst experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, it's funny, but tune in for the next episode. But, uh, boys, any last thoughts before uh, we call our quits? I'm fired up. I I honestly (laughs) wish Matthews was not hurt. I really, really would like to see Matthews healthy in the lineup against the Leafs, uh, excuse me, against the Oilers. Um, I'm excited, man. I I really think it's going to open up tonight. I don't think you're going to see a 3-1 game. I don't think... Koskinen for one is good enough to hold the Leafs to one goal again and uh, I really think it's going to be tough I like it's not even just the Leafs game you look back two or three games um, I've been watching really extensively I don't think that the top six let's call it of Edmonton has really had one you know full effort game so it could be tonight For sure, for sure. Looking forward to it. Koopy, any last um, thoughts for the crowd? I just want to thank my unofficial sponsor, Bud Light, for getting us through another one. No, we're not sponsored, oh. but Bud Light, if somehow you hear this, hit your oh, boys oh, Belgian Moon, too. I'm tossing you boys in, too. You guys got this. You make the best beer. I love oranges. Give me that. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, free ad. Free ad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mike, toss it at Belgian Moon. Grateful. Do it up. I love you. How about Bud Light? <laughs> that's, that's awesome. All right. Thanks again, everybody. Uh, don't forget to visit uh, n6sports.com for more information and to find our newly uploaded podcast as well as our Instagram and Twitter account at, at North6sports. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, stay tuned for next week for the new episode.